Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Well, welcome to November Rain. Just want to, uh, just want to share a little bit. And uh, these guys, flip, what a back row, eh? Look at that. Hey, the English would be afraid of that back row, wouldn't they? So uh, I just want to, you know, Pastor Sarah, I wasn't here this morning, but did a tremendous job of um, setting up uh, the November Rain series. And it's just really important for us that right off the bat, uh, we're setting the tone for the month. And not just the tone for the month, that right off the bat, we want people to have a clear understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and what He is like. He is not a it. He is not a thing. He is not a feeling. He is not an emotion. He is the third part or one of the three parts of the Holy Trinity. He is not a lesser version. He is not the afterthought of God and Jesus Christ. He is in every page of the Bible from start to finish. Why? Because men and women wrote the Bible as they were carried along by the Spirit of God. So He is in every word. He is in every breath. He is not a lesser. He is not an afterthought. He's not the guy that comes in at the end when all the hard work's being done. He is a person. He was there at the beginning in Genesis. He hovered over the tumultuous mess that creation was. And He partnered with God and Jesus, and together they brought creation together as we experience it today. He is a person to be engaged with. He lives inside of you, but He also fills the atmosphere that is around you. He is a person. We cannot refer to Him as an it. You would never refer to your friend or your wife as, as an it, as an inanimate, lifeless object. The Holy Spirit is God. He is a person. He is alive. He is real. He is released on the face of the earth right now, and upon your invitation, He will fill your life with the power that we've already heard about tonight. The apostle, or the, the Baptist John, he came baptizing people. And when Jesus turned up on the scene, the job of John the Baptist was to point people to Jesus Christ. He was baptizing people in the wilderness. He was having full blown revival. People were flooding out of the cities to see this guy like Ariki Mains. It says in the Bible, you read it for yourself, he wore a cloak of camel skin. He, he lived on locusts and raw honey. Like he was a wild man of the earth. And the, and the people, the, 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 the who's who's of the Christian zoo were flocking out into the wilderness to be baptized into a baptism of repentance by John the Baptist. Jesus turns up on the scene and John immediately says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He immediately deflects from himself to Jesus. 
He even says, I must decrease and he must increase. He said of Jesus, I'm, un- I'm even unworthy to untie the smallest tie that is on Jesus' sandal. So Jesus turns up and John the Baptist immediately points humanity to the salvation that is going to be found in Christ and in Christ alone. Through his perfect life, through his death on the cross, and through his powerful resurrection on the third day, by the shedding of his blood, we are cleansed from all of our unrighteousness. But then Jesus, upon his moment when he's about to leave earth, he does what John the Baptist did for him to the Holy Spirit. He says to his disciples, and you can read this in the Gospels and in the book of Acts, but I'm going to take it out of Acts 1. He says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, or you'll be baptized with fire. John came baptizing with repentance the Holy Spirit comes baptizing with relationship. Jesus sets, Jesus deflects from himself to the Holy Spirit. He said to his disciples when they're looking at him all long in the face, like, Jesus, why do you have to go? Jesus, why do you have to leave us? He said, it is for your benefit that I go. Because unless I go, the next guy can't turn up. And he's the guy you want around. He's saying, I've been here in the flesh. I've been here in my humanity. I've been here wrestling out, doing my part to set up salvation. But I've got to go so the next piece, the next person can turn up. And that is the person of the Holy Spirit. And he says to his disciples, do not do anything until you've been baptized by him until you've been baptized by fire. We know that when they prayed in the upper room, the Holy Spirit covered them in fire. Now, when I hear a baptism of fire, it doesn't kind of stimulate really positive thoughts inside of me. It sounds agonizing to be baptized by fire. See, this is the difference between water and fire is Water needs very little maintenance. It is there. It's a body. It, it flows. It's, it kind of is always present. A fire, unless you fuel, it burns out. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not a one-off wonder moment in the Christian life. It is the beginning of a lifelong relationship that you must maintain. That it is up to the believer who has received their salvation in Christ Jesus, who has then received the person of the Holy Spirit into their life, that they've received this baptism of fire. It is now up to us to fan into flame, to tend, to nurture, and to pour our lives as fuel onto the fire of the Holy Spirit, that it may burn brighter and brighter day by day. Like if the, if the fire's going out, it ain't God's fault. We're not tending the thing that is of the utmost importance in our lives. That's why in the book of Thessalonians, 
it says this, final instructions. Now you've got to really sit up and take notice when someone writes final instructions. They're like, I've said everything else, but if you're going to remember anything, remember this. If anything is important, this is important. If anything is worth remembering, this is worth remembering. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will. This is 1 Thessalonians 4, 5, verse 16. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Do not quench the Spirit. To quench something, well, to quench a fire is to starve it of fuel or to suffocate it with water or with dirt. And the final instructions to the church is to do not do that. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't suffocate the Holy Spirit. Don't Do things in your life that are going to put the fire out, but do things in your life that are going to fuel the fire of God that is burning inside of you, that are going to build the relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit. Relationships go out if they're not tended to. We all know that in the physical world, that relationships need maintenance. Your relationship with your wife, it needs maintenance. She needs flowers. She needs chocolate. Well, she needs chocolate. She needs shopping. She, she needs your time. She needs you to, to listen to it. And your husband, your wife, needs you, heard it, you need her to tell you that you're an absolute champ and you know, you're the greatest guy on earth. But relate, physical we, relationships require Maintenance, they require fuel. They re- we, we get this. This is exactly the same as our relationship with the person who is the Holy Spirit. That we don't quench that relationship. We don't suffocate that relationship. We don't do things that are going to distance us from that person. Adopting sinful lifestyles. Living contrary to the Word of God. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit. But we live lives that pour fuel on the fire. We live lives that maintain and increase that initial baptism, that initial invitation, and the relationship grows and it strengthens day by day. Until our lives are like on fire for Jesus. Fuel intentionally put on them time intentionally spent asking the Holy Spirit what to do, what to wear, what to eat, what to, you know, do with your life. Not just, you know, he, he's, always, he's always up for the SOS, like help me Jesus. But we were given the Holy Spirit, the person of the Spirit of God to journey through life day by day, every day with the Holy Spirit, every day led by Him. As we read our Word, we're led by Him through this book. He lights it up. So as we go through this month that is November rain, we're going to be moving in the Holy Spirit and praying for miracles and and all those sorts of things, but 
we're also going to be helping you fan into flame the fire that God has put inside of you. I can't do it for you. I can't put wood on your relationship with the Holy Spirit. I'd love to be able to just pour petrol. I'd love to be able to just, you know, pour fuel on the fire of God that is inside of you. But I can't. All I can do is encourage you. This is the most important relationship you have, your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Don't quench it. Don't put it to the side thinking, I'll leave it for another day. I'll leave it for, you know, when I'm desperate. I'll leave it for, you know, once I've got my education down or once I've grown up or, or once. No, no, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to receive the Holy Spirit afresh into your life. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.